Live from New York, it's the show that's starting to think, maybe Paul George is the GOAT. <laughs> could be. We got another GOAT vote from Paul George, He's Carmelo's son. Man. Today, great expectations, literary masterpiece, and an apt description of Wemby's debut tonight. Meanwhile, future Patriot DeAndre Hopkins still in contact, contact with Kansas City? Wow, what dedication. Already scouting our December 18th matchup. And finally, <laughs> Dwight Howard says that in his prime, Superman, that being Dwight Howard, is better than the Joker. Well, Joker's not going to win the highlight video. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, people are looking at the what? highlights like, wow, maybe the way he was. I'm just saying, it's no comparison. Look at that. What do you, you got that versus that. So I mean, you wanted this in the show. I, yeah, I'll answer and now later. You're on. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just saying. The high, well, I'm just showing the way from the dunk. <laughs> well, I'm just showing from the dunk contest. I'm Kevin mean, Wilds. Look at it. Who's right. <laughs> okay. We start with Wemby's debut. Vegas tonight. Oh, come on. This is Nick Wright. This, this is has got Nick. to be Nick. Nick Wright thinks he's going to be I, Sean Bradley. No, I, who else could that you be? You have to put stop telling in. America that. I just you, don't think you actually put him in the same sentence. I never said it. Did I never said it. You, I, no, you said that. he had no. I, I did that. not say that. You no, you said I said it, but I never no, said you it. You had him in the same sentence. No, I, I know that. Not can Wild somehow. I was like, no, first that I never said it, bro. Here's some, God, we, we just showed a lot of video. Oh, this one go in? Wild nope. said he's going to be Shaq. Close. You said he's going to be Kareem. I, I said simply he'll said have similar statistics to Shaq's oh, rookie year. Your exact quote, and you hate when we misquote you, is if he does not point for point, rebound for rebound, duplicate Shaq's year, he's a total failure. You know, I said that was your quote. A disappointment. Dis- really? Yes. He's 20, if he's not 23 and 13, yes. he's a disappointment? Yes. See? And that's because you called So tonight, what are you expecting? 47 and 30? No, but I need to see. He's playing a Eight, bunch of summer league 18, guys. 18, 6, and 4 blocks. Is that too oh. much? 20? No. Can I get 20 points? Keegan Murray just scored 98 points in a summer league game. So can the most heralded draft pick since LeBron James give me 20 points? What do you expect from him? What well, do you look, need to I'm see not basing him, it on numbers. I'm basing it on one number I would like to see. At least four blocks. Assuming he Good. plays, you know, yeah. 30 minutes, give or take. 30? Uh, you never know with the Spurs. He might play seven minutes with okay. them. All right. But, like, if he came out and had a great seven minutes, they might sit him the rest of the game. No, I mean, no question. All right. But anyway, let's assume he plays 30 minutes or so. Defensively, he should – there shouldn't be a problem defensively. All right. I mean, be, he's not just tall. He's got great instincts. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. He's got mobility. So, I'm looking for four blocks. Okay. But outside of that, I'm offensively, I'm not going to put a number on it, although I do have – you know, we'll talk about that later that we're supposed to have predict what he does. But I'm saying for not numbers-wise. Just but, give us – I mean – No, I'm, what I want to see offensively is his ability to get where he wants to get on the floor off the dribble. All right, because we've seen highlights of him handling the basketball. I want to see him in the mid-range. Can he get the shots he wants? All right, not just because he's tall, but with his handle. All right, his jump shot form is very good. He's an 80%, 82% actually free throw shooter. So I'm not worried if he makes or misses shots tonight. Sometimes you just miss shots even if you're a good shooter. So I'm looking for that. 
And I'm looking at his demeanor. I'm oh looking for God. confidence. I'm looking for him to Wild not be blood. worried about the moment, uh -huh. to go out there, like, have a demeanor like I am the man. Okay. And part of that demeanor shows in him attacking the rim. I know that's not all his game is about, but I'm talking about on rolls, rolling to the basket. He's a good pick and roll player on mm -hmm. the roll. Yeah. And a few post-ups. Are you attacking? What? Okay, do you have a little dog? I, I know he's not a full dog. A little dog Wild. in you. you know that's what, what I want to see. You know what I just heard? So I'm, I'm looking. That's this analysis. Opening five that, minutes that he of the doesn't show? believe in women. You know what I just what? heard? Hold on. He's my Wait, guy. Hold on. Okay. You, know you will just not heard, take Wiles? You know what I just heard? <laughs> Brew, as much as it pains him, agrees with me that the hype right now has outstripped what are fair expectations because everything Bruce said I mostly agree with okay I think Victor Winbinyama will step into the league instantly and be an a minus at worst defensive player not by rookie standards by yep. NB by just all right, player right, standards right. I also think he is going to be a somewhat significant work in progress offensively over the first, call it, 18 months of his professional career. Into his the end of his second season is when I think you're going to be able to see a not fully, but refined offensive player. And we have seen that, you know, he can look great offensively. We can see him struggle offensively. And I think that is going to continue. I think his handle is going to be tested. Yeah. And I think he is going to be tested in a lot of ways when his team does not, when his team does have the basketball, all, and it sounds like Brew agrees. Yeah, you do, bro. Right? Yes. And so, no. and that is, and that is not me. Hold on, just what did LeBron? Okay, go. Ahead. Just because you and I know you're you're joking with me, but you say I think he's going to be Sean Bradley. I heard that. I, I literally I, never said it. I didn't. Pull what it out I out of thin air. What I you did pull it out of thin air. <laughs> However, what I am concerned about for this guy is that. I think the world is expecting rookie year Shaq impact, rookie year Kareem impact, at a minimum rookie year LeBron impact, yeah. and I don't think that's realistic, and I don't think that's fair to him. Well, you and I, when we talked a week or two ago about numbers, we yes. both expected about the same, about 20 points, eight rebounds. That would be LeBron James-type impact rookie year. Mm -hmm. Not making the playoffs, but 20 and eight and, and three or four blocks. I mean, that'd be equivalent to what LeBron did mm -hmm. as a rookie out of high school. Um, but, but I just think LeBron, look, LeBron had 14 points in his first summer league game. And remember, through summer league, he wasn't bad, but through summer league and preseason, LeBron was okay. Okay. And then the game one, he was, and was awesome and took off from there. Yep. So I'm just saying, if he doesn't have 20 or 30 and 15, like you're talking about tonight, then I'm not going to panic and say, oh, right, he's not two that things. guy. One, LeBron was playing against kids that were in high school six months before his summer league debut, and Wemby's been in the pros. Okay. So I think it's fair, fair for me, even though LeBron's LeBron, to expect more. I need to see something. Okay, I want to see like 18 points, but I need you to see one definitive play. Because in summer league, you can see these little anecdotal plays where you say, you know what, that is a precursor of what to come. So I pulled five superstars and what we were able to see in summer league. So the first one is Zion. 
What's Zion going to be? Well, Zion is going to be super strong and dominate oh, yeah. the that paint. Was fun. Take I one that. and dunk it. So that we was knew. Fun. Hey, yes. Here comes Zion. Was that the yeah. game that the Jumbotron almost fell? There was the earthquake? Oh, yeah. It I was think, an earthquake. Yeah, there was yeah. the earthquake, and they're worried about it. Number two, Giannis. What do we know Giannis for? Oh. Freaky athleticism. This is one dribble from half court. Giannis. Wow. So I want to see something like this. Okay. I'm superstar. We're going to see Wimby do that. I hope so. Take it coast That's to coast. Superstar yes. number three, Steph. Obviously, great shooter. We picked this one for great finishes around the rim. Utter confidence. That's what we saw from Steph for over a decade. Number four, Durant. Smart player, refined game, footwork, mid-range, still there. And our fifth superstar, again, another recent one. This is Chet. This guy, I knew it. I knew <laughs> superstar? he was going to do Chet. Did, you, did those all, words ever actually okay. come out of your mouth? Yeah, yeah. No, superstar Chet. Superstar. He loves Chet. Out here, that's I know that's his just, can I, So I, I want to see something. A, a mediocre game, like, well, what do you do? If you're a real star, you can put your imprint at can, least once That's again. fair. I think yeah, your Durant highlight that. was a little bit of a reach. Well, Durant. It, was, it wasn't much. It's just kind of confirmation okay. bias there. Josh, the, but pack your that, bags. No, that's neither here nor there. Sorry. But just because we invoked LeBron and everyone is, you know, the best prospect ever, which would be S- better than LeBron or is certainly the best prospect since LeBron. Bro, I, I want to show you something. Wait till you hear this. I don't know if you've seen it. LeBron obviously is coaching Bryce right yes. now at the Peach Jam. Mm-hmm. Here is, a, I don't, we'll show the tweet. Here's a picture of what LeBron's wearing today, courtesy Matt Norlander. <laughs> do you or do you not think, do you think that's a coincidence or do you think that is LeBron kind of being LeBron and just trying to remind everyone, I've been that guy, I'm still that guy, and the night Wimby makes his debut, that's nice and cute. I was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 years old. <laughs> and lived up to it. And lived up to it. Yeah, I LeBron is so, yeah, he's awesome. so smart and, and calculated in a lot of his moves. Uh, yeah, I, you I agree. Yeah, it's because Wimby's making his debut tonight. I do not think that's a coincidence. I think that's the funniest he knows, thing He's ever. a basketball historian, too. So he's tracking all of this stuff. Is that yes. a tank top or a t-shirt? Did I, he have to remove the sleeves? It might be cut off. I think Did it's he actually a, cut it off. Yeah, maybe cut it off. I don't know. I know. Put he it must, on. He must not be coaching right now because he has been wearing these polos the whole yeah. time. So I think he's maybe scouting the opposition <laughs> wearing the show. Amazing. It's on, and the other part of it is it's also low-key intimidating to the other high schoolers competing against his kid because it's like, hey, this or is what I was in high coach? school. What are you guys All doing? The other coach I mean, can you imagine? Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All but right. that's part of the greatness. LeBron lived up to those expectations yeah, and never right. buckled. You got to see Wimby. Can I just real quick? I know we're late. Just, that's one of the reasons, just for whatever it's worth. People think I'm anti-Wimby. I am not. I'm really trying to almost be protective in an odd way. You said never protective. buckled. Brew, you said never buckled. Uh, other than Dallas. But, but that, that's that kind of my point, though. LeBron, I think, is as mentally tough as just about any athlete we've ever seen. Had all of these expectations heaped up on him. And seven years in, even though he had never had a, you know, an off-court misstep, had one league MVPs, we saw it in real time right. get to him when he was this close to getting the title. And it's his only real objective failure in the league. Even it got to LeBron. I don't think we should we saw start. We get to Magic. In, yeah. in the tragic yeah, Johnson I just, finals. I think it's 84. tough. I just think these expectations can be tough on anybody. That's all. But go ahead. Sorry. On the other side of the ball, Brandon Miller. Speaking of number two pick, to you. here's how he's been doing. He's had 24 points 
total. Um, he's averaging about five turnovers a game. And last game, he had eight fouls. Yeah, a lot of fouls. I guess you're allowed to have ten fouls? Yeah. That seems like too many. I thought he had seven his first no, game. No, Josh, before, before, when Josh sure was on okay. the staff, okay. Josh said that there was some people were saying seven, but the actual NBA statistics were five. Yeah. Again, if that's wrong. <laughs> it it's bad either way. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh, yeah. Michael Jordan strikes again, America. I knew this was called. Oh. Well, the obvious pick was Scoot. We knew it was Scoot. Everyone. So told you're writing Scoot. him off. I'm not writing him off. It but sounds I, like no, it. no, no. I had I had said a month ago, two months ago, three months ago that whoever has the number two pick of the draft should take Scoot Henderson. I am saying Scoot Henderson will be better than Brandon Miller. I am saying Scoot Henderson it would have been the right pick. I am not writing Brandon Miller off. I am interested to see and how Brandon Miller attacks Wimby because I saw how Scoot attacked Wimby. That's a good point. Scoot had 28, 5, and 9, went at him, got his shot blocked a few times, but also got into his chest and scored. This was in uh, in Nevada Ten months ago, it was October. Yeah. Yep. Uh, G League, and so, and Scoot's team, which wasn't that good in the G League, beat Wimby's team, which went to the finals in their league. And Wimby was awesome that game, by the way. His team was down Still twenty. Was. He helped lead them back, but Scoot's team ended up winning. I'm also curious. Speaking of Jordan, if Jordan is the Jordan that you know we've all you know known and loved. Brittany nope. is sitting courtside in this game to get oh. in Wimby's head. That's happening. <laughs> I mean, those seats are expensive, but Michael has the juice to get them. But I want to see how Brandon does it. If Brandon goes against, goes right at Wimby. No, that'd be nice. When you say, does he need to prove himself tonight? Yes and no. All right, no in that I'm not going to write him off. Of again, we've seen Carl Anthony Towns averaged 12 points. On forty percent shooting in summer league. Now he's changing the as game. A, yeah. <laughs> he was in playoff form but already. As a, for him. But he did go eighteen <laughs> and ten as a rookie. Yeah. All right, eighteen and ten as a rookie. So he's he's obviously a very good player. Brandon Miller. So no, I'm not going to write him off after three bad summer league games. However, I say yes for himself. All right, for his own confidence. Now he's trash talking Michael Jordan and all that. If he plays poorly tonight, that's starting to look like eh, false bravado. Because you, do you really believe in yourself? If he has a bad game tonight, that will be his last six games. Okay, he was NCAA. horrible. Yeah. Look, we've got the chart. My man Josh helped me with this graphic. Three NCAA tournament games, yeah. two summer league games. Those are the numbers. Not good. Ten points on less than 27% shooting. The turnovers are outlandish. And that's not even close to NBA caliber competition he's facing. Mm, He was scoreless in an NCAA tournament game. So I'm just saying, if he plays poorly tonight, you talked about LeBron and we said Magic having lack of confidence Mm -hmm. at times. Where's his confidence going to be uh, if he plays poorly again tonight? Here would be my other concern. Because if I'm not mistaken, is it Sunday or Monday that Scoop plays Wimby? So if it, if he plays poorly, and then the guy who was if supposed to once Scoot starts playing in summer league gets his debut, starts crushing it, that to me would be, again, the type of thing that can stagger a guy's confidence if it's already waning a bit, and people yeah. are already like, ah, we took the wrong guy, and so that would be concerning. To so me. to his defense, he did have one amazing layup. I'm, I'm big on like this. Oh sport. yeah, the you one like moment. the one play. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah, it's a good play, and that shows just take it to the it's hoop by any means necessary. Be nice to. I, I, I like Brandon. I want him to succeed. <laughs> he starts yelling okay. at you. The other thing right. I, I read out of uh, Charlotte media 
is that because Charlotte's not playing with a true great ball handler on the court, maybe his production is down. Can he be that? Isn't he supposed to be a 6'9 so. well, I mean, wing? He's not LaMelo. You need no. to handle the Yeah, but, he's, there, but they're guy. saying he's not a George has Oh, a Paul George is the guy. You're right about that. He, he loves Paul George. Yeah. Yeah. he got to right. handle. Go okay. ahead. Let's check in on Dame's departure for the 100th day in a row. Uh, Dame's <laughs> agent, Aaron Goodwin, wants to play a little matchmaker. Yeah. I had a positive conversation with Joe Cronin, Blazers GM, and I made it clear. Uh, Damien would want them to sit down, have a meaningful negotiation with Miami, have a cup of coffee, see where it goes. And I think that's something Joe and the Blazers will do. Well, that's lovely. Nick, should the Blazers listen to Dame's request? Well, yeah, of course they should sit down and talk to the Heat and say, right now, this moment, what's your last and best? The best you can do right now, what is it? And at least get the, for them, it wouldn't be their last and it wouldn't be, but it get a, a baseline of what they know they can get from Miami right now. Have you called, I think it's the Thunder, and removed the protections from your 26 yeah. pick? That way you can trade us your 24 pick. Right now it's encumbered, but if you remove the protections uh, from the 25 pick, I guess, then you can add that. Are you, know, who, are you going to include Caleb Martin? He's in my fake trade, but all the other fake trades have said the Heat want to keep him. Mm-hmm. He's a valuable player player on that six million bucks but the other thing Aaron Goodwin's doing is and I'm not going to act like Rich Paul invented this but Rich Paul certainly very recently popularized it and got a lot of criticism for it which is making it very clear my guy only wants to go one place and I'll be the bad guy people were mad when it was like trade him trade Anthony Davis to Boston if you want he won't resign yep. he didn't say he wouldn't play mm-hmm. but he was like he won't yeah, he resign he only had a year and a half and he only right and he mm-hmm. only had and then by the time they traded him it was only one year right. because they waited till the summer and everyone you know said ads ah, dirty pool you know but it got his client exactly what he wanted, and nine months later was an NBA champion. So Aaron Goodwin, by the way, the other thing I looked and at, Aaron, yeah, I mean Aaron was doing this, been doing this a lot longer well, than Rich. Correct. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying the I don't think people are as familiar with him because a lot of his clients are older guys. Well, right now, at one point LeBron's he had guy. LeBron, KD, and Dwight Howard. Correct. And Dwight was at right. The and so, so Aaron, and right Aaron now, but doing. here's the other thing. If I'm not mistaken. Right now, his two biggest clients are Dame and DeRozan. Right. And you know what I mean? And so this is his biggest client and his most important one, and he will make things uncomfortable for folks, and I don't blame him for it. Aaron is a great agent. I mean, just look at all the commercials you see Damian Lillard in. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Aaron is a great agent. Um, But, yeah, they should listen to him and talk to Miami, as you said, but also make it clear to Dame and Aaron. But we're going to talk to other teams, assuming they're getting offers. Or they, you know, does Boston really want to talk to him? Right. Does Philly really want to talk to him? So if those teams don't, then that's another story. But I'm saying they should make it clear to Dame. We, we have no problem trading you to Miami. But we have to get this, this, and this. Yeah. All right, so we are going to sit down with other teams. And the ch- here's the one danger that – Dame could face. He clearly is looking at it straight business and straight what I want. Okay. What if the Blazers take that same exact approach? No feelings, no sentiment. We're going to do what's best for us. Just like you're doing what's best for you. We're going to do what's best for them. That's why I say they both, there's a compromise. The the Blazers can be like, we're not going to send you to a non-contender. We're not going to send you to Utah, but we are getting 
if this is happening, good offers from these other contenders. So we do have to consider that. Can we get a compromise? Dame, meanwhile, has taken to social media to clear up any misconceptions about the process of leaving Portland. Just kidding. He wrote two opaque tweets. First, he wrote, I'm amazed. And then 750, the game wrote, what? And then Dame wrote, at how people could know so much and so little at the same time. Nick, your reaction here. All right, so I, I've had Dame's back throughout this to a large degree. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him for wanting out of Portland. I don't blame him for wanting to go to Miami. I don't blame him for being very straightforward about that or having his agent be very straightforward about that. Uh, and I really like Damian Lillard, the player, and the guy. I don't know what you're complaining about. This first, like this, you are right now the eye of the NBA offseason storm. That is a compliment. Sure. That is also, though, because he has not put, and I, it might be the right strategy, but because he has not via Paul George's podcast or First Things First, one of which I know he was invited on, the other of which I would imagine he's been invited on, sat down and said, this is what's going on, this is what I want, and this is what I think is going to happen. People are going to speculate, and people are going to report things, and I just think that's the business. Now, I understand it can be frustrating. You know what I mean? I the All of us, to varying degrees, have had at some point something written about us that we're like, that's not true. And it's frustrating. I can only imagine if you're Dame and it's happened, you feel right, like it happens right. 20 times a day. But that's the business. So I don't really know, you know what I mean, what he expected here. Yeah, and, and I don't know what he's even saying. It's a vague statement, and I, I'm not going to waste my time trying to read code, okay? I don't speak code. I don't read code. I'm a straight shooter, all right? And if Dame wants to come out and say something, then just say it. Okay. Because what happens is, to your point, if you're not going to address the situation, now we think we know what Dame wants because his agent is speaking. It's Miami, okay? But you still can't come out and make a statement, and that shuts everything down. If you don't make statements, straightforward ones, and you speak vaguely, then it does leave it open to everybody else to tell your story. And people will believe it because you're not speaking or speaking clearly. Well said. You are a straight shooter. Yeah, that's can cow. we before the end of the show? Can we get the Broussard cowboy photo shoot? But except it says straight shooting Broussard. <laughs> as long as you put my real shooters. body, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Which, I mean, earlier like I asked work. you how many points Wemby was going to score, and you went well, you that's were later twelve in the show. minutes. Hold on, can, I tell you, later in the show. can I tell you what just happened? There? I'm surprised. I've you went sniffed 18, this out. Hold on, Wilds. I know we have to go, but I've sniffed this out because it's Friday. So what do you think? I think Brew has another surprise headline and doesn't uh, want to spoil it. Maybe. I bet. Look at his face. Look at. I knew it. If you, I'm looking at Christina. I, I, oh my I God! Look, you make I, I, I look. I know it. I knew Stay it. Stay tuned. Yeah. In 37 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, my personal oh. worst nightmare. <laughs> Chiefs. Next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Baseball is in full swing, and so is flipping bats. This all-star game, join us in Seattle for the best views of the Midsummer Classic. At the wall, it's gone! We'll be doing live pregame shows. And live postgame shows. For both the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. So join us for two amazing nights, July 10th and 11th. To celebrate the best players in the game. Tune in and follow us on FoxSports.com, the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Future Patriot DeAndre Hopkins has kept in contact with the, brace yourselves, Kansas City Chiefs. This according to Jeremy Fowler. Now the Chiefs don't currently have the cash to make this happen. But, and Brett Veach would have to move some contracts around, and honestly, I don't put it past him. <laughs> D-Hop, meanwhile, posting that he'd retire if he wasn't a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, I was on pace for 1,400 yards last year, one significant injury in 11 years. I might be playing until I'm 37 the way I feel. Sounds good to me. He Just posted that <clears> on <throat> threads. That's yeah, he's on threads. That's amazing. You follow him? What? I'm not on threads. Well, I follow him because oh, okay. I like him. He, okay, sorry. He Go likes on, me. Let's... Nick, your reaction. Oh, man. Brew. Okay. I'm worried. Uh-oh. I'm worried. Because the Chiefs don't need DeAndre Hopkins. They have Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, most recently seen walking into the end zone in the Super Bowl. They have <laughs> Marquez Valdez-Scantling, most recently seen catching a touchdown in the AFC title game. They draft Roche Rice. They have Richie James, who I like. Mm-hmm. That, a guy who might not even make their roster, Justin Ross, had 150 yards and a touchdown in the national championship game at 18 years old in college. So they don't need him. The Patriots desperately need him. True. But DeAndre doesn't want the Patriots. Right. He wants the Chiefs. Not true. So here That's is, not true. He, here, hold on a this second, so sir. True. Hold on a second. Here is my What fear. do you got in there? Wait a oh. second. You can gavel all you want once I finish. Just don't say lies. I, it, I think DeAndre doesn't want the Patriots. <laughs> he wants the Chiefs. It's my fine. thought. That's fine. Here is my concern, Brew, that the Chiefs are going to get him. And then instead of what I'm about to show you being a rare – once every six months occurrence. This is going to be an every Monday or fo- Tuesday in football okay, season occurrence, right. which is America. If you missed this yesterday, this is what when Brew tells Wild <laughs> to let the tiger out, he did yesterday. I didn't mean this. And was, we got, we got this. Oh, roll the tape, please. All right. Please. He literally <laughs> has eight Super Bowl rings. Don't tell me I can't do something when it's the literal fact. Bring your Super Bowl rings to We're the studio. We would roll coach. them like dice. Uh, there'd be eight Super Bowl rings on the table. Okay. That's, so I'm worried that that's going to happen if the Chiefs. <laughs> 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 
Because you need him. Oh we don't. God. We'd like to have oh him, goodness. but go ahead. Sorry, buddy. Well, you know what? I know you want me to get all mad, but I'll yeah. tell you why I'm the bigger man. <laughs> oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> if DeAndre Hopkins wants to go to Kansas City, I'm going to root for him anyways. Oh, okay. I'm going to cheer for him wherever he One goes. I, okay. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, okay. Because I do remember, even though I was mocked mercilessly, <laughs> who was the only one that believed that DeAndre Hopkins could carry a Cardinals team all the way to the Super Bowl, bro? <laughs> it was me. How'd that work I, that's how much I believe in the guy. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So don't claim that you believe in DeAndre Hopkins and you think he's a great player. I thought he could carry the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. That's, that's and very I stand true. by it. That's true. It sounds like you've conceded that he's not Can going I tell you to something? the Patriots. And for all that, those histrionics and bringing out the gavel, you really agree with Nick. He doesn't want to play. For the Patriots. Not true. Nick thinks that. Why? Not overruled. Correct. He is the guy that's going to his high school prom. He's got two dates. This is right. One is with his sister, (laughs) i.e. the Tennessee Titans. One is with his cousin, i.e. the New England Patriots. But there's a cutie in the neighborhood that he's really got his I mean, eye just on. Just not related, okay? Bro. But she's dating a guy in college, okay. so she's she's telling him, "Hold up, I'm not sure if my boyfriend's coming back from college, but if he doesn't, I'll go to the prom with you." Okay. So he's holding out hope. That's what the Chiefs are doing. Condor they're talking every yeah. once in a while. They're calling uh, DeAndre. Hey, D Hop, you know we might extend Chris Jones and get some money. So just hold up. And D Hop's waiting because he really doesn't want to go with his sister or his cousin, yeah, i.e. the Titans or the Patriots. We got it. So he's waiting. We got it. That's do you understand it now? Yeah, well, barely. when you put the gavel away, I bear. I just say that like, was a clear cut. Not real analogy. I, just bro, just I say like the head leader. I got it. Well, there still. it is. I understand. I get it. You De- put it DeAndre away. Hopkins, I just moved it away from you. <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Hopkins going to end up on the New England Patriots. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. The Devontae Parker deal um, that everyone was like, aha, LOL. That actually freed up more money for DeAndre Hopkins. So what do you? Th- what is the reason? What else could it be? I, I don't know. Maybe honestly, p- part of me thinks. There's going to be such a rush on jerseys. They want to be ready. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I assume it will happen I, I, because the, the way, way it's being reported I makes think it feel it like it's going to happen. I think it probably will happen for the Patriots that they – but DeAndre Hopkins will begrudgingly and sadly sign with the Patriots. I think that will happen, but Brew is correct. Right. He is Thank holding you. out hope that the clear. Kansas City Chiefs make him just a, a more than minimum offer – and then he can come win a Super Bowl and play with the best quarterback we've ever seen. I think, I, but we'll see. We'll if see. you had the chance to play with Mac Jones or Patrick, well, we're going to talk about Mac Jones here. So I like Patrick Mahomes. Would uh, I? Would I so rather go to? What I think there's a lot of value in being the guy to Elevate. revive a dynasty. Yeah, yeah, revive like LeBron to the Lakers. We just did the best Lakers, most important Lakers, because they were they were a moribund franchise. Well, we did that and LeBron, because you wanted LeBron. to, even though it was two years old. I that thought was that was a long weird. time ago. <laughs> Patriots insider Taylor Kyles uh, on the Patriots offense last year, which remember was run by a defensive player, <laughs> like defensive coordinator. Sorry, take a listen. I'm all out of whack. 
their offensive coordinator just didn't have the experience to do it in a cohesive way where it felt like things were building on top of each other. It really was just, okay, we're going to throw this out. Oh, that play worked. And then you never see anything from it again. There's nothing off of it. It's just, you know, it's kind of disjointed. Beyond schematically, I mean, listening to Bill O'Brien, he is very vocal. Like he is reaming guys if they're making mistakes. And that's what you want to see from yeah. Ron Spence that lack communication, lack discipline, lack uh, coherency. Like there was just, a, it didn't feel like a professional offense. Thank you. Shout out to Mina as well. So I expect a bounce back season. Well, I think so, we all do, right? No. So Coming up the, next on the show. Here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. So, Brew, there are 28 teams this year that are not expected to start rookies. So I took out Tennessee, who I understand might start Tano, but it might be Levis, Indiana with Richardson, and then Houston and Carolina with Stroud and Young. 28 teams. The cool thing about the number 28 is it fits perfectly into a seven-tiered pyramid. Oh. So I tiered the quarterbacks. And so how much of a bounce back can you get if your quarterback's a bottom-tier guy? Which you can say I'm being unfair to McCorkle, But of everyone above him, which is 21 quarterbacks, Jimmy, who are you going to say he's better than? Just say he's the best of the bottom row, which I don't agree with, but that's fine. Who above him is he better than? If you don't have a top 20 quarterback, how good can you be? That's the question. And that's, that's, I'm not trying to be mean, but I guess it is. It is mean. But. Also, this the I've Prince distract- is the third best quarterback well, in the NFL. Well, again, we don't number him left to right. He's a tier two. He's tier I mean, one. Tier what two. are we talking about? The, He's but, one of the top three. Come on. Yeah, obviously. Um, but the, I'm, I'm questioning. I mean, he's obviously tiers. he's one of the top three. But set that aside. Let's not argue about that. I, I, just how how I will good say can this? Wise, I'm going to come to your defense. Thank you. <clears throat> they got to get D Hop. Okay. That's they got to get D Hop. There will be no bounce back or even the hope of a bounce back without D-Hop. Bill O'Brien obviously will be much better than Matt Patricia. Um, they got a good running game with Ramondre Stevenson, right? Over 1,000 yards last year, five yards per pop. That's why they don't, to me, they don't need Dalvin Cook. He, he can do it. Uh, if you get D- D-Hop, as you've said, Juju becomes a very solid number two. They got two good tight ends, Jitsiki yep. and Hunter Henry. And okay. so, if you get D-Hop now, look, I still question they're just in such a tough division and all that. But if you get D-Hop, at the very least, you can find out what Mac Jones is made of. And I think he will be above the tier Nick Hattie so Really? Just, yeah, if, with, if he gets D-Hop and he – if he doesn't get D-Hop, he, he doesn't have a real weapon. Oh, that's fine, but let's get him D-Hop. Now, okay, I'll get – yeah. You love Daniel Jones now? No. Okay. But you have Daniel Jones above Mac Jones. Why? Yes. Because he has a great coach who was able to put him in situations where he could thrive, and mostly he running. And he can throw the ball more than 40 yards. And he's big and strong and tough. I don't love Daniel Jones, but he, I have him tw- around 20th. I don't like think Russell Wilson's very good anymore. I don't believe in Deshaun Watson. But that's my point. Guys that I don't think are very good anymore are better than McCorkle. The, I mean, but Matt Jones had a solid rookie year, Nick. You think? And then we they brought the in as wild as so did a Charlie Batch. Freaking I don't, I, the, there's a, the, Trevor Lawrence had one bad year because of an unstable yeah. leadership situation, mm-hmm. and then another first half bad year, mm-hmm. and then nine good games. Mac Jones. Only thing the difference is Mac Jones did the opposite. The other, he had a strong. Yeah 
r- rookie year, and then because of leadership pro- challenges, where, let's say, uh-huh. he, he played poorly. And he got his ankle twisted. Yeah. Uh, it, the fact, if he didn't have the heart of a lion, he would have been out the whole year. Yeah, but that's where. You, but Prince gets to go all the way no, up. No, because, he, because he's 6'5. Oh, and, and, is, and he wears a size 23 shirt. And yeah, he's got yeah. pretty blonde hair. No, we get it. Not, not the blonde hair. He's a national more champion. About the neck oh, than Max the blonde hair. But it is because some of these, it's one of the reasons Purdy, by the way, had an awesome rookie year. And I have him low because I do care about physical talent and measurables and things like that when it comes to guys who are relatively early in their career. Listen, if I'm wrong and you guys are right, and, Matt, and I shouldn't say you guys, but you specifically and no, you a little now. bit. And Mac Jones is just a top 15 quarterback, just barely above average. Patriots should be good. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not, so they won't. Uh, disagree. Okay. okay. <laughs> Coming up, CP3 officially now on the Warriors. Does anyone think this is going to work? Who's on the team? Okay. <laughs> uh, I honestly might sue you. Honestly might sue you. <laughs> might sue you. Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Hot off the presses. Chris Paul, officially a member of the Golden State Warriors. Deal went through yesterday, and now the one-time rivals are teammates. Steph on Instagram released a video that was a goodbye to Jordan Poole for 51 seconds and a welcome to Chris Paul for about seven seconds. Here are those seven seconds. CP, can't wait to rock with you, brother. It's going to be different with us on the same side. Let's get it. Let's get it. I love, Are you 100% I, positive this will work? I had no problem with the video. There was I, a lot of Jordan Poole. Yeah, but I, we didn't I want like to play that. At all. And I know this, the topic's Chris Paul, but I like it because the narrative has become Jordan Poole was a jerk. Nobody liked Jordan right. Poole. They almost were cool with Draymond smacking him. There is a lot of punching. victim blaming going right. on with Jordan Poole getting punched. That and is true. Steph gave a 
heartened, you totally know, agree. goodbye. I, I love that. It showed that, look, yeah, of course these boys with Draymond, but I like Jordan but Steph's too. Steph's as good of a guy and as good of a leader and as good of a teammate as we've ever just, seen in the But sport. don't you think the way he said it wasn't like, just, I got to do this. No. It was no. like, no, no, no. What I, and I, I felt like, ahead. sorry, but I felt like he deaded that narrative. Yes. One Instagram video, that's no longer and, a story. And by, by the way, I buy the narrative. I buy that Clay and Draymond particularly were annoyed by Jordan Poole. I buy all of it. I also think Steph, when I say he's one of the best leaders ever, he is. That I believe that he believed what he said, and also, this is the right thing to do. As the leader of this entire organization, mm-hmm. to to try to kill this whole oh we're happy to get rid of this bum, we won a championship with him. He was good enough that postseason. We wouldn't have won it without him. Yep. And so I, th- but go ahead. I know yeah. we're talking no, Chris Paul, I, but yeah, I, I agree with that. Go ahead. And I think what he said about Chris, I, I think it was appropriate. Like they were rivals. I mean, I, see, Steph has the complete upper hand. Yeah. It's his team. I've beaten you head-to-head numerous times. I got four championships. You are dying to get one. The question is, for it to work, will Chris be able to handle kind of being the understudy to your rival, your former rival? It's all on Chris and how he's – if he just looks at it and says, look, I'm 38, nobody's saying – like, it's not Chris Paul in his prime coming to play behind Steph. You're 38 – it's a good chance for you to – I don't think they're, like, going to win the ring next year unless they – I mean, they need size, and I've never been so high on Dario Sarge. I mean, they got to get Dario Sarge. I'm just saying, they need some – a warm body that's 6'10 or bigger. Sarge will fit that good. If Sarge gets signed, Brew's going to all of a sudden be like, maybe Ben Simmons. Maybe oh, 6'10. Nah, I got to see Ben okay, on the Okay, but go ahead. Court. Sorry. But no, ahead. but I'm don't just saying I think yeah. – I, I if work is a championship right now, no, they're not a, a, the favorite right now or a favorite. But Chris, if he can just – it's on him. Can he submerge his ego enough to play well with that second unit mm-hmm. and then adjust a bit to their offense? He's going to do his own pick and roll, of course, but adjust as well to their offense, which is motion-based. Mm-hmm. My question would be, even if it works and he does all of the things you're saying – is it still very on the board they trade him because Brew is correct be. and they need size? Mid-season or yeah. before no, the season? No, no, mid-season. Okay. That it's it the, should be. That I think it is. I think, like, Chris Paul could do everything right. The team could be good but not unbelievable. And they're like, all right, yeah, we needed to do this because we needed to move off Jordan. We wanted to have some type of asset. and But this is not the perfect right. fit. And if there's a team that thought they were going to contend that by midseason's like, yeah, we're out of it. And you, I just think, I think it could work and it could result in Chris Paul being traded to his seventh yeah. team. You know what I mean? Like all of those, I, agree I think that. both of those things are in play. I think it's odd that there hasn't been a ton of excitement from Chris Paul, even though he's said he's excited. Should several. he be that excited? I don't think he really? should be excited. Right. He said he's excited. I don't the know Phoenix Suns are trying to win a title. Oh, here we he go. He was there. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Listen to it. It's just a go. Oh, man, I was excited. I was excited. So I'm excited to get a chance to play alongside him. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just, I just don't believe Yeah, it. I just think it's a little tough for it's him because right. you're on a team. The Phoenix Suns have made it clear where you're all in on winning right now. 
And that's why we traded Chris Paul. Like, you know what I mean? That's a yeah. tough spot. And he was a starter he was, and a key player there. Start every game. Yeah. And yeah. now he's going to, we think, so he, come off the yeah, bench. T- t- so three years traded. Ago, right. Yeah. Three years ago, led him to the finals. Two years ago, led the league right. in assists when they were the one seed. Last year was top three in the league in assists. Uh, and when they get Duran and then he gets hurt. And now he's gone. Now like, on the right. bench to your. Yeah, to your rival. Right. It's a weird, it's it's a weird spot. Yeah. It's tough. That's not going to work. That's not I work. think he'll be professional. Nope. <laughs> I mean, he'll be professional, but I but just it think won't work. They might. You like need Nixon. the ego. They, they if you're six trading. feet tall, you've been playing yeah. in the league. Your, your ego is part of your. I'd like to see package. a trade. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia, New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and in! And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dwight Howard did an interview with Complex where he compared himself to the two-time MVP and current finals MVP. So people look at that and say, well, you know, Joker, he scores and does all this stuff. And no offense, I think he's great. I love Jokic. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think I'm trying to hate even comparing, but I'm going to take myself. I know how dominant I was, and I know what I could do with my skills. And on the defensive end, on the offensive end, I was quick enough to get past everybody. Dwight? Yeah. Was dominant. Do you yeah. think he has a point here? So I think Dwight Howard is one of the most historically disrespected players uh, of the modern era. I thought him being left off the top 75 list was an embarrassment and it undercut the credibility of the list. Mm. Dwight Howard, in a five-year stretch from 2008-2012, five-time first-team All-NBA, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, his MVP finishes were fifth, Fourth, fourth, second, seventh, and that was the year he got hurt. And he was the best player on a finalist that beat Apex LeBron with no other great players on that team. Nope. This is a ridiculous statement. Oh. Both things are true. <laughs> Dwight is wildly disrespected and underrated, and people hold the latter half of his career against him or the what he could have been against him. That five-year stretch was unbelievable, but Jokic's by definition, in the midst of a better five-year stretch. So, no, he's just wrong, but I get where he's coming from. Yeah, and it, I'm glad you gave all his numbers and accolades because he was dominant. And people forget that because for the second half of his career, he was just mediocre and playing on bad teams and all of that. So, and I don't mind him, and I think he feels that, and he wants people to remember how great he was. Obviously, he was a better defender than Jokic by a mile, right? And he was a better rebounder. Dwight led the league in rebounding five yep. years in a nine-year stretch. And then uh, block shots led him in blocks twice. So he was a great defender. But th- like you said, it's not even close. He also said he was a top ten center. And he's all-time. And yeah, he's not. Because was... Dwight, here was the thing. He, he compared himself offensively to Jokic. Jokic is posting more. They didn't let me post. Dwight was didn't wasn't a great shooter, and didn't have and we can post moves throw, really. We he was throw. dunking everything, and he was big and strong yeah. and athletic. But that was the strength and, of his game. They would have loved to have had him post up, and we disagree. But he didn't have great post Bro, moves. We disagree a bit on the order, but we have right. the same top ten centers. Mm-hmm. I, with respect to Dwight, he's not better than any of these. No, guys. 
He wasn't better than Patrick Ewing. No. He's a, Ewing and, averaged 28 points one year. He, Dwight never averaged right. more than 22. And Ewing also was the best player on a finalist once. Like he just the, he, the Jokic passed Ewing, in my opinion, and David Robinson with this title. Both those guys better than Dwight. Yep. So it's just, again, it, yep. Dwight should have been on that top 75 list and gets disrespected, but he's not better than Jokic. All right, before we go, Wemby's making his debut tonight. In Las Vegas, and we're showing this video of him mm-hmm. making missing some shots. Sorry, Nick he wasn't is making. cold-blooded. Um, Brew, I know this is usually your domain, and Nick, I think you'll like this. Mm-hmm. But the staff oh, and I <laughs> put our heads together and came up with something. Christina, did you betray me? No. Can we show the headline? You're gonna love it. To the victor go the spoils. Wembenyama has legendary performance in summer league debut. Do you like it? Yeah, that's I great. like it. I liked it three that, weeks great. ago. Too, I love it. I debuted it. So unique. Do you get it? Do you have something real? <laughs> no, I do not have a head like oh, you. Wow. Want numbers? You want numbers? Oh yeah, finally. Eight, and I didn't do this off you. I did this for you. Eighteen, eight, and five blocks. I said this an hour you ago. You said eighteen, six. Oh, and four okay. Blocks. Sorry. Eighteen, eight, and five. NASCAR <laughs> crowd.